Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos Learning, the show where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We're using the commentary, the wonderful words and insights of Rabbeinu Yonah. We are in a chapter 2, Mishnah 3. We are in Perak Bet, Mishnah Gimel. Have a Zahirin Barashus. Beware of the authorities. Beware of the government. In Mekarvin Lola Adam Elalat Sarach Atzman, for they draw people close only for their own needs. Selfish and self-serving. They get people, they get others around them to help them for what they need, for what they want. They don't really stand by you. They only use others for what they want and what they need. That's what we talked about the other day. Be careful of being involved. If you're doing things for the community, you're doing things for the greater good, and hopefully for your school, for your shul, for your community, for your legislation, make sure it's for the right reasons. Make sure it's to help out people. Make sure it's to contribute properly. And make sure that you have the best intentions. Because if you rely on others, you rely on those around you, in government or whatnot, positions of quote-unquote power, realize they're only doing it for their own wants. They're only doing it for their own needs. They're not going to stand by you. As the Perkei Mishnah goes on, They appear as friends when it benefits them. But they do not stand by a person in his time of trouble. When you really need them, when you really need their help, they're not there to help you. They're not there to be around, to participate, to really help you. So understand, if you want to be involved in communal work, that's great. Make sure you have the right intentions. Make sure you understand and realize who can really be relied upon, who could really help you out. So beware of the authorities. In other words, keep away from rulers, for in the end they will strip you of your possessions. They draw people close only for their own needs, Rabbi Yon explains. The king, for example, is interested only in interrogating people to find out their thoughts, but it is impossible to know what he really thinks. What his ultimate purpose is, probably not always such a great purpose or a great want. They appear as friends when it benefits them. They speak gently. They show a friendly face as long as they see profit in the situation. But they don't stand a person in his, by a person in his time of trouble. When you have no more money to give them, even if it is because you really are financially pressed, they will have no mercy on a poor man. They will impoverish you, impoverish you and forget the old friendship because that is all in the past. It's like, what have you done for me now syndrome? What have you done for me lately syndrome? They have short-term memory. They have short-term thinking and short-term insight, not thinking about the past. That's like the idea of of Paro and Yosef. Even if you tell me the explanation is that it literally a new king arose, how could it be that he forgot the great contributions of Yosef, one of the longest rulers, Jewish rulers in history? He had like 80 years of rule. How could you forget what he did? He monumentally saved the entire world especially his own country. He enriched the country. He figured out a way to share the land where a fifth or whatever goes to the country, to the ruler, to the governor, to the king, and, and they, uh, they keep the other four-fifths or whatever. He figured out a way to save the whole time. What do you mean that you don't remember him? And even more so, if it's someone who pretended not to remember Yosef, how could that be? He did so much good for the country. How could that be? So really, it really means that um, it's the short-term, short-term memory syndrome. They only think about what happened in the in the interim. Oh yeah, he helped me last year, but what did he do for me right now? What did you do for me right now? That's the problem of the short-term memory. 
they forget anything that's that's current and they for, they think about only what's current excuse me and they forget everything in the past even if it's a very recent past that's the simple meaning of the mishnah however if this was what it actually meant it would be a slur against kings god forbid and this cannot be the world continues to exist through sovereigns who dispense law and justice no one in the world can be as truthful as a king as he has no f need to flatter others or fear them. There's nothing to prevent the king from following the path of justice, obviously except for Zitzahara and the like. The Rashbats claims that Rabbi Yonah only wrote this because he was afraid of the kings in his time. Therefore, it appears to me that the meaning, Rabbi Yonah says, of the Mishnah is really as follows. A king's affections, both love and hate, are not in his own hands. When a king needs someone and draws him close, showing him love when he benefits from him, it is due to God's decree and not the mortal kings. God orchestrated the situation so that this individual would be of the use to the king. If this individual is guilty of sinning before God and God wishes to distance him, who can help him? Even if the king wants to honor him, he will not be able to. He will only be able to wreak God's vengeance and punish the one whom God chooses to rebuke. As it says, like streams of water is the heart of a king in the hand of God. Wherever he wishes, he directs it. It comes from Mishlein. A stream can be diverted in any direction by a human hand, and a king's heart is directed by the hand of Hashem. He guides it to do good to those whom God wants to reward, or to exact retribution and destroy those whom God wishes to punish. The verse says, The heart of a king does not speak of other people, even though all hearts are in the hand of God. For even if a king has his own ideas, has the ability to act as he, sits feet, as he sees fit, in truth he has no power to harm or to help except by the will of the loving God, the eternal king. We should remember, we should realize who the true king is, who the only king is, that is of Hashem. If we want to put ourselves in the communal benefit, hopefully it's for benefit, we want to put ourselves in the communal eye, in the communal atmosphere, in the, in the communal hemisphere, in the communal aspect of life, we have to make sure we're doing it for the right reasons. Because if you put trust, if you put faith in just the authorities, quote-unquote, and just the ruling government, ruling power, they're only going to really think about themselves. They're really self-serving and they're really selfish they might say what not, but in the end of the day, who's really going to take care of you? Really your friends and really your community and really your own walk of life, the Jewish people. You have to be sure to befriend the right people and to have the right intentions when involved in different work, especially communal work. Don't put too much trust in those around you, especially in secular influence and secular society, because depending on who the ruling power is, depending on the whims of the day, depending on how they're feeling, it might go or go, go for you or it might go against you. You have to be careful, be wary, and remember who's the real king, who's the real power, who really controls all destiny of all humankind, especially every aspect of our own life, especially everything that goes on in our own life every day, day by day. Join us next time as we talk, talking about making His will, Hashem's will, like your will, here on the PAL with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.